Thank you guys again for tuning in to the Nerds Who Live podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas, and coming at you from the kingdom of Hawaii with 50 Barbell, Mr. Jack, and Stacia at their gym. And uh, it's been, it's my, my second day here. I came yesterday and pulled, and then today I benched a little bit before we did an interview. And uh, it's been really great and welcoming, and I've been really excited because I've been trying to get them on, and I ended up being here. And so now they're here. So if you guys please say hi and do a hello, quick hello. little hi, <laughs> hi, <laughs> a little. Um, if you could, uh, each of you maybe just a quick little like introduction like of yourselves and how you guys got started into the lifting world. Um, you know, Jack and then Stacia, if you would, that'd be great. Yeah, I started lifting back in. 1988, I did my first meet in 91, so I've been around lifting my whole life for my father. And then years later, I came across CrossFit when I wasn't powerlifting again. I uh, didn't powerlift in between because I was getting dinged up and wasn't training the new style, the new fashion, and was getting pretty beat up, stopped it. And then came back to it with CrossFit, and that brought me back to powerlifting. I did a Westside seminar, Shane and Laura, uh, Phelps Sweat, and... After that, the rest is history. I started training powerlifters and other sports, football players, and then that's when Stacia kind of came to me at that point of the gym, and that's where we're at. This is Stacia's story. Stacia's story. (laughs) I started lifting. Wait, where's the work? Oh, started lifting. Your history. Yeah, yeah. When did you start? Like, how did you even start? Oh, oh, I started lifting because of softball. So I did. I always trained, and then I started CrossFit in 2012, and then I came to Jack's gym and started doing CrossFit, and then after three months of training with him, I started powerlifting and then did my first meet in a month after that. Yeah, a month after. And I've been powerlifting ever since. Wow. And then I remember the other day when we went to lunch, you said what her original numbers were. What were your original, when you first came to the gym, what were your um, number, first numbers? And then what were your first numbers at your first meet? My squat was 155, my bench was 95 pounds, and my deadlift was 175. And then... <laughs> that's not kilos. That's oh, pounds. that's pounds. <laughs> yeah. And then at my first meet, I squatted 176, I benched 110, and I deadlifted 264. Well, you brought those up, and then now, didn't you, I mean, you've done 500 pounds geared squat now? Wasn't that it? It was 410. 410. 410. It's close fucking now. <laughs> she, she did 410 into chains yesterday. 410 into chains. Yeah, in, in the briefs? In my suit with the straps down. Nice. Suit straps down. And it's and it's cool. Like, we were talking about lunch. Like, you're one of the only people, like, she's one of the only people that I know of that, like, is high level in both geared and raw. At this point, and when we were talking about, and I'd like you to expand on it, how many competitions she's done this past year? <laughs> <laughs> um, her her full year was 2016. She did 10 powerlifting meets. She did four Olympic lifting meets, and she did four CrossFit competitions. And uh, in her powerlifting, her best total was 732 pounds, 744 at 97, and her lowest total that year was 700 and. 32 pounds, which was pretty crazy because on the all-time list, it was number one, and her lowest total was still high enough to be number two on the all-time list. So that was the range. We did we did that because we wanted to show um, that we could stay healthy while competing and do that many meets because of choosing the correct exercises and training and peaking the right way. And um, our whole thing is kind of like from Westside's methodology of, you know, we can compete every weekend if we want to. You know, we do a conjugated system that rotates max effort, rotates our speed work, and the way we run it, you know, she literally could compete every weekend and put up decent numbers and remain healthy and not blow herself up. Yeah. And when I, you know, when we were talking, it was actually after lunch when we were talking about it, and it, it kind of made me think because competing is a skill of its own. Like in a competition 100%. on game day, picking attempts – and so, obviously, the common, like, theory is that, you know, you compete once or twice a year because uh, doing more than that, like, you don't have that much in you. But 
at the same time doing it at that you know at that level doing that many but training for it properly you're also honing that competitive skill yes and then be able to pick and choose which competitions to you know either maybe pull just qualify or really you know go 100%, full correct yeah. yes yeah 100 percent. that's definitely where it's at is learning the game because a lot of people they think because they squat bench and deadlift every week in the gym that they're preparing for a meet but you're not preparing for a meet you know what really prepares you for a meet is doing meets yeah being there understanding that judging changes understanding that you don't always get fair calls not complaining about it. Understanding that your judge is correct because he's your judge and you got to eat it. Um, what do you lift when you weight cut? How do you lift? I see it all the time on the internet. I don't know what happened, blah, blah, blah. How would you know what you were going to lift on meet day if you've never lifted with a weight cut? Yeah. And then half these guys don't know the science behind how to cut weight or how to put everything back on, what to eat, what the body takes, this and that. And then you don't have a good lifting day. I mean, how would you? Your body's in duress. Yeah, yeah. You literally, when you cut it, you're in duress. Yeah. And you're gonna lift weights, which is putting it in more. Duress. Right. And then it's not to mention this new style where these guys hire, no offense to anybody, you know, bodybuilding dietitians who don't power lift, and then they cut their carbs out of their diet, and then the guys can't be strong during their cycle. If you don't touch the weights you need to touch to get your meat lifts, you're not gonna touch those weights. Yeah. If you don't have the weights up in the cycle, I don't care what you did your last meet, you got weaker. So I yeah. mean. You know, dieting three, four months out, your body's in duress from that, and then, boom, going to the meat, and then I don't know what's going on, and then everything, you know, it's, I think people shouldn't cut, they should go to a meet and learn how the meat runs, but, you know, we got this culture nowadays where everybody's first meet, they're going for a state record, I want this record, I want that federation record, nobody knows what the all-time list is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... And then it doesn't really matter if it's not an all-time, like all-time. No, we like to go time. for all-time world records over, you know, federation records. And I mean, federation records are nice to pad your resume with. And, you know, we've got 80-something federation records. But the all-time list is where it's at. I mean, you know, there's people who have been trying to discredit the all-time list. But if you're a real power lifter, all that counts to you is that email you get. Yeah. From the all-time list, yeah, you know, from Michael, when I get that email that says you made it on again, that's that's the one that counts for me as a gym, as yeah. a gym owner, as a coach. Yeah, that's very special. And then how about? But for, not to say, yeah. don't get it wrong. I'm not saying if you didn't set a record, that's not incredible. But I mean, there's levels to what we do, and being that station is at the highest level of the sport we have to strive for that ceiling yeah. because what are we going to shoot for federation records and that's the ceiling we shoot for you got to shoot from the top yeah find something if you're gonna do it like you gotta do, do it, it. Yeah, <laughs> do, do it, it. Yeah. yeah go full ass yeah. Half ass yeah exactly <laughs> the whole ass all yeah. in <laughs> now i want you three cheeks um and stage for you what um you know what's it like competing what's your favorite to compete in like out of all the comps whether it's powerlifting raw geared olympic crossfit in all honesty i like geared lifting yeah probably the best and then i like only lifting yeah raw lifting is just kind of boring sometimes <laughs> it's kind of boring <laughs> do you is it because you that? like the gear or you just like the way that the technique is i like the gear and then you have to be perfect in it in order to do it or you can die yeah, you can die. <laughs> and then only lifting just fun. Yeah. Like, there comes there. I don't know if that's anybody that only lifts, but it's a cakewalk because there's power lifting. <laughs> Ooh, well, they're fast. Yeah, they're, they're fast. fast. They're boom, boom, boom. There's not as much pressure. There's no time to think. Yeah. You go in and you're out of there within a couple of hours of the range. You know, they'll tell you within what hours you're lifting and... Man, like she said, no offense to any Olympic lifters. We're not trying to take away from the sport, but I think people overcomplicate their sport. They overcomplicate their sport to get more respect when the sport gets its own respect. Yeah. But it's fun for us when we go to only meets. It's fun. Even if we don't do what we want or we don't do good, yeah. it's fun for us, you know. And and I'm proud of her to be, you know, before they did the weight changes in um, American weightlifting or just, I guess, the, the whole world changed oh, though. Yeah. Weight classes. She was as high as number six in the nation. Yeah. You know, we got guys come on us and give us hate and tell us we're not where we should be. And I'm like, they don't understand. We we snatch once a week. And we, clean and jerk, <laughs> we clean and jerk three weeks out of a meet. Literally, we only condition. We don't even do it. You know, and that's part of our other theory about absolute strength being absolutely the most important thing yeah. in an athlete's 
repertoire if you're looking for yeah. something that generates horsepower. Yeah, and in, and that's kind of the thing. Like Olympic, like ollie lifting is a, is a strength skill because it's more skill because you're there's more technique. It is more technique. Like the triple extension is harder than just a basic back squat. Yes, hundred percent. And then more dynamic. You got to have technique. You know, it's um, flexibility. I say the snatch is the hardest movement on earth. I hundred yeah. percent say that. I mean. I'm not talking about strongman or uh, yeah. highlands. They, they, do, they do hard things. But just with a barbell, I think the snatch is the hardest lift. It's basically you're throwing darts with weight. You know what I mean? You have to put something in a perfect spot, in a perfect place. And if it's not there, you're going to fall forward. You're going to fall back. You almost don't lock. It falls on you. It's specific. You know, yeah. and I think of the 10 general motor skills, it takes care of eight. Of the ten general motor skills of fitness, yeah, easily. I had I heard someone explain the barbell snatch as uh, the old vaudeville tricks where they throw the they spin the plate in the air and they catch it on a stick. So yeah, like that's yeah. and that's yeah. the snatch. I can snatch see you with the barbell quickness, you know. But um, the funny thing is though, I don't actually use the Olympic lifts in my training for explosiveness or those things. I use them for mobility. Wrist mobility, yeah. shoulder mobility, uh, upper thoracic mobility, knee mobility, ankle mobility. It's actually in the program for health and not actually for for power. I don't find that actual Olympic lifts build power at all. Yeah. Training for them does. Yeah. And it's ballistic. You, you tell me an Olymp- Olympic lifter can jump really high. It's not because he's cleaning. It's because he's squatting every damn day. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Toshigi. That guy is a beast. I've been following that guy for when he had no followers. Now he's huge, huge. as he should be. Yeah. I mean, and he was doing what we're doing from way back. He was Olympic lifting. Mm-hmm. He was powerlifting. Yeah. He was just... He's there just no, there was no labels on everything you do and you try to stay loyal to. I'm a raw lifter, so I won't train in briefs. Yeah. You, you know, he just he just lifted. Yeah. He did everything. Yeah. And look at him. Yeah. I mean, he's... And he's not, not dogmatic. Like, he'll do flats. But, you know, he competed in flats at other meet because it just it was feeling better. So he was just like, I'm feeling better. Why am I going to... You got that from Stacia, bro. You know that. Don't even trip. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nobody's lifting in flats on the Olympic platform before her and Chucks. Don't even trip. Uh You got that from us. (laughs) People are going to get mad at me, but I don't care. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And the braids braids extensions with the colors. She did that first, too. And the dope singers. And having the legs. (laughs) Just saying. Just making it stylish. In the hoops. Definitely, oh, definitely and the hoops. hoops. Definitely and the hoops. hoops. Nobody now, was lifting in big no, hoops before. No one had their hair down with the hoops on. And everyone was like, oh, power. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Man, for noticing, yeah, my I, man. I, yeah, I've seen it. We I've are on the Nerds it. That Powerlift podcast right here. People pay attention. I, I, I am a nerd on stuff, but I'm also like a nerd in the sport. So what I'm talking it, about. It's funny. Actually, I, I mean, to, I mean, to tell you, station yesterday, like, I had some of my homegirls from back home who, like, I started lifting with back in the day, and they they saw that I was here. I got, like, I got, like, three messages, like, the fuck did you, how did the fuck did you get there? <laughs> uh, I was like, I said hi. Well, just to let everybody know, um, I answer every DM I ever get. Uh, and yeah. if anybody visits, I allow all visitors to come to my gym that are coming to the islands for free. I never charge visitors. I'm um, shout out to Ronnie Teasdale, the old yeah. owner of uh, CrossFit LA. Now he's just off being spiritual, but yeah. he's the guy who, you know, when I first was making my gym, he told me some of the rules. And he, although that was a rule that I, I already had in mind, but he said, don't ever charge visitors. Because yeah. they all belong to other gyms. Yeah. So as gyms, you should all work together. And if you belong to a gym somewhere, you should be able to travel and go to a gym in the area yeah. for your sport and go train for free because you're traveling. You know, yeah. not twenty dollars per workout. Yeah. And then you know your wife is mad at you because she doesn't want you to pay twenty dollars per day. And you work out five days a week, it's hundred bucks. Yeah, it is. It's true. But you know, I mean, obviously, people would do it. And, you, and even I asked you if I like when I came here, I was like, oh, can I kick me? You're like, no, just come and like just come train and work hard. I was like. I'm my man, okay. Catch <laughs> you, and it, and it was fun. Like I came in, I got a, a great workout yesterday, and I was I was happiest, happiest pilot. Awesome, man! No, you fit in. The boys have fun. Yeah, they. Uh, everyone here is cool. Like I was, uh, my like, you know, I'm here with my family, and after my family was like, oh, how was it? I'm like, it was, it was fucking rad. Like, what's it like? I'm like, well, it's in the back of his house, and so it's like the neighborhood, and all the neighborhood kids come, and it's just like. It's just like you know, kicking it with you know, with, with you know, with yeah. the homies. Up, but instead of like, like the same mountain just, range from Jurassic Park connected to Cool Little Valley, so it looks like Jurassic Park's in the background. Good, it, it really does. <laughs> now, that you, now that you mention the it, Cool House, same mountain range. That's awesome. I didn't know that. 
See, that's an extra reason to come and train here. And it's old school. Like, I love, like, the, all the plates are, like, colored and old. And that's the touch. She came and did all our plates in Easter egg colors, pastel. Is, is that what that – I was yeah. wondering, like, where did you get all these colored plates? Well, you know, when we first started, we were kind of like um, – I bridged the old school to the new school. We were all, like, gyms, all the new schools. And, you know, we wanted to separate ourselves from – death metal being in all black and blah 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 yeah. so we're like we're lifting the weights let's color them pretty colors like it's not gonna make us tougher or yeah, not tough it's so fun and then the wagon wheels and the, the bright pink like that shit's yeah. awesome it's, it's kind of the, boy, the boy named sue theory you yeah know? <laughs> and i love that bench by the way is it awesome yeah it's the best bench shout out to alex renaga who made that bench for us when he um uh, had his company beast metals but uh, he changed his job now, and he doesn't make it. Sadly, but man, it's the Dude, best. That pad, like the like the just the, everything about it was the most. Com- I'm gonna have a hard time. Yeah, Donnie Thompson back. changed the game, man. Everybody started doing the fatter pads in the bench, and yeah. everybody's shoulders have been happy since. Yeah, like it felt great, and just got a good position. I mean, and even the, it was like a little lower than I'm used to, but it didn't matter. Like like I like actually it's competition it. height, but because of the pad, you sink. Oh, so that's what it feels yeah, like. The only thing that's modified from a competition bench is the uprights are chopped lower so we can get to station's height. Okay. Because we get to some meets where there was a time before we fabricated these special hooks to lower the bar yeah. in a meet where I would have to – the best way we figured out to get her tight was I would take the bar out of the rack, 100% deadlift by myself. She'd touch the bar with her fingers, mm-hmm. and then I would hold it against the rack and tell her set up and wiggle in like you're like you're it's in the rack like yeah. don't mind yeah you're, you're essentially just you're essentially just dead holding it for and her. then we would go like ready and up like i was at. Yeah. We did everything like it was we make pretend yeah and people were looking at us like we're ridiculous but that's we stalled our bench for yeah. years and then when we did that it went up yeah. and then um with all the weights i ended up lifting we're going to our chiropractor and my back just would not it always gave me problems yeah and he goes, do you do anything in this position? And he goes right into the position you'd be yeah. handing off. Yeah. And that's when yeah. Stacia started self-handing off. So everything that's not in gear, including her 198 bench raw, is self-handoff also, yeah. which is pretty damn impressive. Yeah. How is that bench shirt? I've never done a bench shirt in Breeze, actually. I do, which I want to try. Most deadly the, most deadly piece of gear the there The bench is. shirt hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun because you lift more weight if yeah. you can do it right, but it hurts. Don't don't listen to her. I'd say it's ninety percent pain and ten percent fun. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. crazy. It's true. It, it, uh, literally, I what I say is to concentrate on the technique. You have to get past the screaming of the pain. Yeah. Like, can you concentrate with that noise? Yeah, it's like rats. Eat it. Yeah, just, just <laughs> so eat it. Describe like, it. Describe the, we're having, describe yeah. like a whole. You set up. You're getting ready to bench. What the weight is. Go ahead. How the shirt feels, where you put it, what it's fighting. Go ahead and describe the shirt. Well, it's hard to set up with it because your arms can't move anywhere. Grabbing the bar is the hardest. Yeah. Because, well, for me, because my grip's kind of wide. So it just feels like, I don't know. Your hands are trying to go wide and it's forcing your elbows back in so you can't get your triceps behind behind the weight. Yeah, and then you take it out and then it feels like a house. And it feels like a house like you're when you're coming down. And then you press, and then it's cake. And the shirt's fighting you the whole time, right? You have to pull it back with your back. Yeah, you to have touch. to like pull it to where it doesn't want to go because that's where the most spring is. And if you go low or high, and you can die. We call it the folding chair. The folding chair. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 fun. look it up. But it's fun. It's fun. But it's fun. Nobody calls it the folding chair, but don't look up bench shirt accidents on YouTube. Yeah, don't no. do it. It's no. not worth it. No. Uh, but I think, but I mean, because it was like you were saying yesterday when we were training about, you know, like single ply or even maybe some multiply, but it's, it's great overload and save your joints, like save your hips. 100%. I believe that every single raw lifter on earth should train in a set of briefs and yeah. save your hips. If you're not rushing out, like, will training in briefs help your raw squat? It'll help your raw squat definitely a bit. It's not going to put 100 pounds in your squat, but it'll be the slow road you're taking, meaning you're training smarter, saving yeah. your hips. You know, learning into arch into your back, into the arches of your back, which yes. what keep you safe. You know, the gear teaches you all those things. And I mean, facts are facts. Uh, geared lifters' career goes for ten to fifteen years. There's a lot of old, thick, tough dudes yeah. in geared powerlifting still. With that when generation from generation to generation, Louis Simmons posted elite totals for thirty years. Yeah, I think it was something squatted like nine hundred and fifty something years old. Yeah. You know, and the average raw career went from five years when we started 
in 2013, and it's looking like three years now. Yeah. You know, guys are going and they're they're lifting in a way that they're rushing out, getting out there. And who are you guys being loyal to? Who are you guys? Well, just put the briefs on and save your hips. Yeah. Do it for your kids and your wife. I always tell somebody. A lot of these guys, they stay loyal to a methodology or modality or to just whatever. And they don't pay their rent. And I tell them, you're loyal to them. You've been hurt. You're doing all these things. Would you send your kids there? A lot of them say no. So do for you what you do for your kids. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Put on some briefs. Save the hips. Yeah. Save your kids' hips for football. You know, save the shoulders. I, I don't recommend a bench shirt for training yeah. at all. <laughs> I recommend a bench daddy. Oh, I recommend a slingshot if you're going to overload train your um, bench. And I recommend using a bench block to keep your yeah. shoulders safe. Like Steve bench Farrell. Block. Like bench blocks are awesome. You know what I mean? And though I think that's a thing. Briefs, briefs mostly. They don't have to get I, crazy with the shirts. I, don't I, get. I also like the, um, the, uh, the uh, duffalo bar with the bench block. Because it's like you have the curve, so it's easy on the shoulder. And then obviously, instead of going to the extra range of motion, you just have yeah, a half yeah. inch. So the range of motion normal. is real deep. Yeah. yeah, but so you just like use the block to make it normal range, but then just enjoy like the curve. Yeah. And that was kind of nice. I've done that before. Yeah. And the thing also is like, you know, people training for their sport, like football players. You know, you want to train full, train full range, but you don't want to take a majority of your heavy weights at full range. Take it with the one board and the bench block. Yeah. And save your shoulders. You know what yeah. I mean? These kids go from Pot Warner to high school, to college, to NFL. And by the time they get to the NFL, most of them shoulders and their bodies dinged up, you know, because yeah. everybody's training for the bench press test for football, which is the stupidest thing ever. Isn't it like 225 for reps? Isn't that yeah, is? yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any NFL players running routes on their hands, so I'm not sure why we're testing the bench and not the squat. Yeah. But uh, maybe we should test the squat. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, what do reps. I know? They're a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. I don't know anything. Yeah, uh, they also had a you know, horrible cover-up of concussions because they wouldn't <laughs> change. So maybe they're not. Smart. I want nothing to do with this conversation. Please let me out of the room. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> <laughs> and I get a call. It's all right. No one listens to that show. <laughs> I can say what I want. <laughs> like Richard Pryor would say, it's just this. Yeah. No, just us. Yeah, not justice. It's just us. It's just us. Not justice. It's just us. Um. What what's the difference like in terms of a brief squat, a brief deadlift, and then a raw squat, raw deadlift? Okay. Um, like just a slight mechanics to give you just break down someone who if they were like I you know if they wanted to know the difference between the single ply and the raw and and slight. Like, <clears throat> I would say um you can lift in single ply and do really really well the plies don't dictate the weight because there's guys who lift in single ply that destroy guys in multiply as well as there's guys raw that destroy guys in here you know i think anybody should do whatever they want we should all support each other but anyway raw lifting usually the guys will be a little narrower um and then everybody likes to put the bar really low on their back i understand they're shortening their levers but people don't understand that you should low bar if that's within your range and within your body levers and not low bar because you've seen it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so the raw squat, they put the bar a little low um, and, you know, narrow position and you're kind of working in a plane where, you know, you're pushing your knees out, trying to get the hip caps so loaded and, you know, per my style, try to keep your chest up yeah. in the squat, but tendency for guys to have a little more chest drop with the raw squat. Yeah. Now the single ply squat is closer to the gear is harder. Everybody goes to single ply first because they think it's easier. Maybe briefs. But once you start putting on a suit, like a Super Centurion, um, the best suit, but it's hard. Yeah. Very hard. It's more like a, 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 a raw squat, but the way it holds is different. And then if you get into briefs, multiply, oh, that's just heavenly. Um, once you get past <laughs> the tightness and everything else, you usually squat wide. And knees out very hard. You want to stay very vertical with the bar because you're playing on physics, right? Center mass of your body is the center of your hips. Yeah. You want that bar as close to center mass as possible because yeah. the weight is an overload on your body. You're using 150 to 200 pounds more weight than you used to. Mm -hmm. And you feel every pound of it. Mm -hmm. And staying nice and vertical is where you want to be. Knees out, down, control, not the bounce. Get into the hole, turn it around and reverse it with power and a little bit of the suit and try to stay vertical on the kick, which is really hard when you come out of the hole and then finish through a lot more concentration. Yeah. Raw lifting, no offense to anybody, is easy. Anybody can walk in a gym and raw lift. Not anybody can 
geared lift. Yeah. You can ask any geared big lifter. I implore anybody who talks about gear, put on some briefs, make sure you got six spotters, and try not to die. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, don't talk about it. Try it first. Yeah, try it. Don't know. tell me that you don't like pizza and you never had a pizza. Sure. Don't tell me that. Yeah. I... And it seems like you like you were saying you have to be in the moment with it, like the whole squad. And if you like lose it or you blank out for a little bit, you'll miss a step, and then you're, you you miss you, that you opportunity. Crash and burn, you know. And you better hope to God that your spotters, even though usually multiplying meets have the best spotters because they're all lifters. Yeah. You know, you have to react to the guy failing first. Yeah. You know what I mean? And every geared squat's close. Yeah. Everybody's grinding. Everybody's close to that edge. So yeah. you know the, the spotters are critical and i'd like to give a shout out to the spotters at the sweatshop mm -hmm. in ohio because they are the ultimate spotters we've had lifts that would have got taken at other meets that they let us ground out and yeah. saved our day literally cool. her squat her 410 squat at the last one that at one of her benches man they let her, the, the the foot the block slid and they let her work man logan kunkel was one of those bad boys and uh connor stackhouse one of the boys spotting excellent spotters. Sorry, I just I like no, to give no, credit no. where credit's due. No, man. give those, it. Those I, I, I think it's important that I mean, especially good good spotters get credit, but also like hopefully someone looks them up and <laughs> have them spot their meat. <laughs> well, you know, I think spotting's a lost art. Yeah. I think knowing how to hand off to every guy in your gym is a lost art. Knowing yeah. how to be a good spotter, and I think the best spotters are the best lifters and i think the way to be a really good lifter is to learn on a spot because then you understand yeah. the security the security of you know if you're sitting there and you're like man i hope these guys can pick me up yeah you know what i mean you're not going to squat your max but yeah. if you're sitting there and you got six gorillas surrounding the bar that all play you know yeah. college ball like stacia does you yeah. know she's not worried about missing that weight yeah i mean yeah, she exactly. don't, not that she's ever worried anyway because she's fearless but she you know that's not even a, a thought that yeah. goes into her head yeah, and that's and having that commitment. That's why I like the sport. Is that when you go and you do something, you have to commit to it. And if you don't commit to it, yeah. you won't get it. Even if you can get it, you won't get it because you can commit to it. I just wish there's more unity in the sport. Yeah, more unity, and I wish more powerlifters would understand that you don't have to do your sport to train for your sport. Yeah, we yeah we were saying every other day. It's like you know, football players you lift weights to train, yeah. and then you go. How many barbells yeah. you see on the football field on Sunday and Saturday? Do you see any? Yeah. None. Yeah. What do they all do to train for football? They lift weights. Why yeah. do we only squat, bench, and deadlift to train for powerlifting? Yeah, well, I think because people over take overly literal the like the law, the specific law of adaption. Like, I mean, which is true. Yeah. Do do something more to get good at it. Like, yeah. like competing, we say it's a skill. Right. But but. but the law of adaptation, adaption is the more you do it, your body's going to learn it. So, yeah. like, so that the guy he starts running to lose weight, yeah. and then he starts losing weight and looks really great, and he's running the same distances and he's doing the same thing. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's running the same. He started at ten minute miles. The next thing he was running seven minute miles. Yeah. Now he's running seven minute miles and he's heavy like he used to be. His yeah. body adapted. He's yeah. not sprinting. He's not mixing it up. He's not running hills. He's not squatting yeah. to help his running. And the same thing happens when you lift. You keep doing the same thing over and over. You're going to peak. I'm 44 years old now, and I still PR non-stop. I PR'd yesterday, a non-stop PRing. Where is that from? I don't believe powerlifters hit plateaus. I think they just go back to the same way they're training, and they get the same results, which is where they ended, and it's not going to change. Yeah. But a lot of guys are not going to be like, oh, you know, I ran 5 through one I love it so much. It worked for me when I was young. I don't want to try to conjugate anything. I don't want to try to go to this. I don't want to go to that. I just mentioned 5 through one just off the top yeah, of my head. Exactly. It's not like it's yeah. saying anything. You know, they're all great programs. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you have to change it up. You have to change it up. You yeah. have to. You know, it's – you don't change it up, you're not going to be athletic. You're yeah. not going to be – I like your point that you said about you know there's no plateaus you just you need to evolve like you know and it's and that's with anything it's like when you hit a plateau it's usually pushing you like that's a, uh, a an indicator of where you need to work yes. you know and then you need to do something so if you're like slow or your you know your lips are getting slower they're getting stale then maybe you need to get more velocity so train ollie get more yeah. mobility get more ballistic do throw some something. body weight you know how many how many guys in this industry got 800 pound squats and they can't do 100 unbroken full depth air squats with a full open hip at the top yeah they can't even get into the squat position most of them yeah. most of them their hips are so bad it takes four or five hundred pounds for them to get into the hole yeah you know it's great for squatting but it's great for a wheelchair also yeah I mean, 
yeah, being able, it's like they, you have to find that line of, of having the right integrity within your joints, but you also need the mobility yeah. just to stay healthy. It's simple. You just got to be strong within the full range and length of that muscle and then be strong on both sides of the muscle also. You know, the biggest mistake I see made is they train one side of the muscle power and hard. And they train the other side with like lackadaisical exercises. And I'll give two examples. Kids crushing their biceps because they want to have big arms yeah. in their uniform and then only doing triceps press downs. Yeah. So they're doing all this power work, curling 135, and then they're doing triceps press downs through a pulley on a pin. You're not matching your power ranges. Yeah. Or, and the other end is you're squatting, you're a narrow squatter, you don't go into briefs, you never do nothing wide. And then, you know your only accessory for your hamstrings is leg curls. It's not even the right part of the muscle that you need for when you squat and deadlift. You need your attachment point of the hamstring into your glute and into your knee to be strong, yeah. not the belly. Yeah. It looks great. It looks great, but it, it doesn't do it. And, yeah. and your muscles work, our muscles work as a reciprocal inhibition. So the stronger yeah. the contraction of the bicep, is, you know, the stronger the contraction of the tricep in the opposite direction. So if you're only training one, you know, it's it, it just will do the disservice. Right, and then the 100% what's going to happen is whatever joint is imbalanced is going to get pulled towards the side that's stronger, and then what happens is the tendons start rubbing, and then you got tendonitis. Yeah. And we know how many careers get ended with tendonitis. Yeah. I a, mean, lot of, a lot of guys think they have shoulder injuries and it's bicep tendon issues. Yeah, I, I will I will grab a bicep and start to strip it across the grain, and I will put, I, I put like a huge geared power lifter, like, like, like about to throw up because I just took his bicep and started stripping yeah. across the, the muscle belly and he just was dying. Yeah, he was yeah. dying. Funny fact, we don't curl at 50. Hardly Good. ever. We've curled maybe like three times in the nine years we've been open. I've never curled. I do chin-ups. If I want to do something like that, if I you do want chin-ups. Biceps, pull up. Yeah, pull up. Pull Vertical up. pull. Vertical pull, pull, pull for chin-ups. Exactly. That's, there you go. The you best. Best. Yeah, I, people don't understand that. Also, I also like is uh, reverse grip. Pull up, pull up. But uh, reverse grip uh, RDLs. With my hand, with my hands up, I'll actually, yeah. I'll actually do it like that, and it forced me to like pull my the lats in because I don't have that. That mm-hmm. it's like stuck it's, in the socket, yeah, and, stuck there, and yeah. then I just you know squeeze. And even though I'm I'm locking the tricep, obviously with the straight arm, after I'm done and I let go, I feel like I always get a gnarly like bicep pump just from like the blood yeah. being pushed. That and then way. your and your biceps also working isometrically. Not a lot of people don't understand. That a lot of the body works isometrically, like the hamstring works isometrically yeah. when you squat and when you squat wide. And people don't understand that if you only train narrow, narrow training doesn't work your athletics because it works your quads. And if you want to go fast or jump high, you got to work your hamstrings. Yeah, you need the, the hammies. Because um, they, like you said, they all work together. If you're only training one side, like you said, you're going to be half as powerful as you could be. And a lot of pain. And a lot of pain. And a lot of pain and injured. You know, I mean, you shoot out real quick. You know, everybody does the shining star. Yeah. You know, they come out and get to the gym and go crazy and they sprint instead of realize yeah. it's a marathon. And then, you know, you know, their shoulder hurts and they don't understand they why. Yeah, yeah they, they, they think it's they think it's a rotary cuff issue. It's a bicep tendon. They don't understand. They think it's from their bench because that's where it hurts. But it's actually coming from their squat yep. and their and their narrow narrow grip and their wrist being pinned back in this mm-hmm. low bar position. They're trying to emulate because they've seen. Yuri Belkin on the live feed on Boss instead of doing what's best for their body. Mm-hmm. Okay, right over. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and here's one about mobility, man. If you guys, this is a pretty simple for the powerlifting community. Stand straight up in your mirror, face your mirror. Are your knuckles facing the mirror or not? If they're facing the mirror, you got an issue. Stand sideways. Are your arms bent or are they straight? If your arms are bent, you got an issue. If your arms are bent and your knuckles are facing the mirror, your shoulders are hurt, aren't they? Yeah. And your elbows. If your wrists hurt. Get to a chiropractor. It's too late. <laughs> yeah, get it. Um, so I do want to want to circle because I really want to hit this. Um, so Stacia, when I was pulling yesterday, I asked you to, to check mine and see if they suck. Oh, we're going me, controversial. No, no, no. And you gave me two cues, and you told me to look up higher and to hold my lockout um, longer. And and if you could answer why why you told me that, which it worked by the way, my my pulls felt fucking phenomenal and really fast and um, but why what, what made you catch that and why and then I'll, I'll jack it and expand on it they like to like Trump after this one yeah I'm glad you asked her you're looking straight yeah. which is fine but um where your head goes the body follows so mm-hmm. if you can look up while you're deadlifting the weight's gonna follow 
So, like you said, you're looking straight, you pulled the weight, I told you to look up, the weight moved faster. Yeah. The reason I told you to hold your lockout for a second is because your glutes only work on your lockout. So, if you pass through it and drop the bar, then you're not getting your glute work in and you're also not getting your lockout strength in. Yeah. And you have to hold the top of your deadlift in a competition for the judge to stay down. Yeah. So, why not? Yeah, I think that's the number one thing everybody in the industry can control is stop passing through your lockouts because your favorite Insta-famous lifter does it. Hold your lockout. Squeeze for a second because the only place your glutes work with that kind of weight is that lockout in your training. Yeah. And everybody who does fast pass-through lockouts misses at the knee. Yeah. Every one of you. Yeah. No, that's true. We can we can find many videos where that's where it's stuck at the knee and they can't bring it through. And for everybody else, it's just plain physics. Your head weighs about eight pounds. Your head, if you're looking straight forward or down, that's eight pounds for the center mass. That compounds as weight on the bar. If you look up, which also holds your spine in its correct arches, which also engages your posterior chain, your posterior chain is from your neck all the way down to your to the tutor to the ruta you know what i mean and if you don't have those in extension they don't fire well as well so just on the physics side though you get that weight more center mass or behind center mass and then it's not on the bar and then it makes your lift easier go ahead and finish i'm sorry watch your broken lift yeah i was gonna say just watch the best in the world they yeah. lift they lift they, they look up yep yeah so does um so does dan dan green, dan green. so does dan uh, and I, I want to say, say Shay, because like since I've been here, like because no one really like hears like station talk, you know, you know, I'm she's always <laughs> lifting, like you know, but you know, but you're 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 a good coach, like watching you with the others, like it, you know, you you have you have an eye and you're a good coach, so she's say, an amazing coach. Yeah, thanks. I love you the best. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, who's that? So so <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's it's true though. When you're a good student, you apply. You're a good coach because not not all good lifters are good coaches. But I feel like good yeah. students become can apply, and then they do become. Right. Good well, everybody does it backwards these days. They win a powerlifting meet and then they're selling programs. If you don't coach people in person, you don't know how to coach. Yeah. I don't care what you do with yourself. Uh, Chris Spieler, who was a big CrossFit athlete back in the day, yeah. um, and a friend, I went to him. He's an excellent coach, and I was picking his brain when I was first doing. CrossFit side of things back in the day and whatnot. We still CrossFit affiliate, but you know, and we still use some of the methodology. But we don't per se accept yeah. CrossFit classes. But he told me, if you want to be a good coach, coach yeah. every day, every class, every person, yeah. coach multiple people, find out the similarities, find out, see the matrix, see the matrix, see the code within yeah. everything, and that's what happens. If you're not coaching in person every day, don't do the disservice to somebody by coaching them and sending their programming. Don't yeah. do that. And stop sending your coaches' programs to your athletes, guys. That's not cool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not, not cool either. That shit's not cool. That is not. Yeah, that's uh, what's what's the term? Oh yeah, plagiarism. That's the term. Ooh, <laughs> let's not even talk about plagiarism with the internet and famous people. That's a hot topic. It is. It is. It's a hot topic. Um, Stick the quotes off. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. Again. Oh, yeah, but then, but then it's gonna be the one they listen to. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing don't have a hundred dollar shoes and a ten cent squat quoted by everybody. All they do is change the values, and that's Louis Simmons. Louis Simmons said that first, yeah. and everybody who's copying that off, you know, off of him, and not and changing the number values. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah. Come on, credit where credits due, guys. Exactly. Um, Okay, so just to, to uh, set up, so what, you guys have the WPO as your next meet, right? Yes, yes WPO is next. Pretty That's big meet, supposed being, to be on ESPN. Right, and so then Stacia's being one of the few, there's only like, what, 30 people in that meet? Yeah, between the guys. guys, the 50. Yeah, so it's pretty rad. Where is it, by the way? Chicago. Chicago? On a, on a Monday. The on fuck? a Monday. Yeah, on the Monday. fuck? The fuck? What? He's never been on a Monday. Why? Shout out to Michael Farley, who did the West Side versus the World documentary. He's yeah. doing a lot of work for geared powerlifting and getting this stuff looking really good. And shout out to all the raw dick riders who's trying to act like they like gear now after the West Side versus the World documentary. <laughs> it's Chabot. It's, I mean, I think. I can I mean, swear. I can swear. Shut the fuck up. You guys like the documentary. You've been talking shit about Louis Simmons for five years. Now the good documentary comes out. You guys want a piece. Sorry, I just have to say that. Mm -hmm. Poo butt ass motherfuckers. <laughs>
<laughs> Who but ass motherfuckers? Okay, Ice Cube, 1994. Fuck. <laughs> that's that's I, I, I took it from Training Day, Denzel Washington. That's but yes, right, but you definitely. didn't say it, but, but that Cube. was from 94. Yeah, from 94, uh, Ice Cube. Soft as baby shit, man. Yeah, baby shit. <laughs> Lethal injection. Man. I know it. Uh, I was I was on me and friend on our yesterday. One of the guys who was working it had an old school Wu Tang watch. Oh yeah, really? Like, old, I was like, dude, that's an old school. And we, and we, we just talked like hip hop for the, like, the whole trip. He was a hip hop head. He was cool. He was cool. Spot. A lot of lot of musical people out there, man. A lot of musical yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, I think I think like uh, like strong lifting and music in the islands kind of are like synonymous. For the most part, we did an interview. You fucks, what are you guys doing? <laughs> we got mics and everything hey, else. Hey, what the fuck? It's nice to meet you, man. Sorry, no, no, go, ahead. Back. go ahead. Go ahead. You already, no, no, no. already oh, stopped. Yeah, that's cool. I just want to say this. Uh, I've been doing this 30, 36 years. I came here, I've been lifting for a long time, competing for a long time. I came here, I did a bunch of things I didn't want to do because Jack said, Watch me and said, Do this stuff. And I put 40 pounds on my deadlift for guys been competing in powerlifting for 10 years in like six months yeah. and you don't, I mean, you don't see it. And some of these things I didn't want to do and it go against what I thought. And he watched me and he just said, just do this. Just trust me. Trust the method. Do what they say. Like you saw us running. I, I thought you were, I, was, I thought you were going to jump in and run with us, but those are the kind of things that you just, you don't see other people doing, but you see people copying once he puts it on social oh, yeah. media. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's true. No, no worries. Even. No, I came to us. I'm telling you to pull 500 soon because it pulls the so you just pulled 500 soon on this past Tuesday. Yeah. Nice. And one nationals. Yeah, he told me he yeah. was going to go to Ireland. So oh, was my guys are so no, excited. no, I'm not even mad. He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it in there. I'm not even editing it out, honestly, because uh, like the, the that was first, not planned. Like that, like the first part, like maybe like over when she left, like I'll I'll do that just because we can do it. But that one, that was except for me calling them. No, I'm definitely that in there too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. Everyone, I like, I've, like since I've been doing this, like, because all the other like podcasts that are out there, like, they're a little bit more formal. Like, you have like Tony Montgomery's because he's you know, he's cool, he's cool, and like, he's really formal. There's um, two white lights, and I know those guys, and they're really cool. But they kind of, it's more like entertainment. There's a ritual, and there's like they're fun and like kind of insightful, and every, you know they all have like this really like. I know they're more professional, and then this is my ass. So I'm just like, so more <laughs> Joe Rogan is. I guess a little shout bit. Shout out to the Joe Rogan. Yeah, shout out to Joe Rogan. Yeah, come on my show, Joe. This is all your fault, bro. <laughs> you, started, you started this whole podcast. Thing yeah, right? Right? no, it's true. Yeah, he got it popular. Um, I think he really did it. But no, I just because like I, I was just selfish. Like I wanted to talk to people and pick their brain and learn. And like, how can I leverage do that? Like, oh, I, I, like the, I like the flow of your the conversations too. You know, kind of organically just changes directions and goes here and there. Like, I think that's the success of Joe Rogan's show. Yeah, is that you know you talk in, you hear some stuff, you learn. You might hear some stuff, you're like, nah. Well, but you know, but you're engaged and your mind's stimulated. Yeah, exactly. And then I like the idea that if you listen to it, you, it's like you're sitting in the circle, right. like talking. Like that's that's the what I like. I mean, that's why I like. But I think Joe has the same thing. You can I, laugh at jackasses. That's good. Too. I dude, I I am like if you if you were to go and like listen to like any of the past episodes that I've had, I I sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> like I like I I was like I interviewed Rob Hall and there. That's my homeboy. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love. He actually and I'm actually bummed. He actually asked me to do the announcing at his meet. And it's the same weekend as like I was gonna go and like do a seminar with like Stacy and then Scott and I coach like that same weekend and it wasn't like for like for sure. He was like, Well I have to get it approved and so and so it, it just didn't quite work out, but I told him any other time, like you, I will be your guy. Any other time I'll be your guy. Love that guy. Yeah, he, he's so nice. And we, we had a great talk, but it was like first thing in the morning for me, uh, which is fine. And then, like, he, I don't know if it was my phone or, or he was, you know, with his kids and they had, like, the TV on, but I kept, like, hearing, like, cartoon stuff in the background would, like, come up and I couldn't really edit through it. And I don't know, like, that, that day I felt like I just was, I, uh, after, like, after the interview was done, I had a blast, but I feel like in my head I was like, he probably thinks that I am, like, touched in the head. He's probably just like, this is No way, up. my boy's a, my boy's a nerd just like us, man. Dude, he, he is. He draws hard, and he's dope, he's man. Fucking, Shout out to Will Bickerson. Yes. You have to tag everybody I mentioned. 
I don't have to. You should. You're sure. fucked. I'm just gonna start dropping. You already named so many. Yeah, you did. Shout out to Greg Panora. You're gonna have to send me all this stuff now. Like, send me who you want me to tag, so they can listen. And be like, listen for the sake of your name. You will hear you. Yeah, we got everybody. We got Beast Nettles in there, and Steve, Steve Farrell, Steve Goggins. Steve Goggins is. Steve Goggins is insane. He is a beautiful human being, man. Stay in the back of a meat and load every plate for right. anybody all meat long. And then that one story you told me about the one spotter who wanted to fight him. Oh. Like that guy, he just probably just wanted to die. Yeah, that was all bad. <laughs> On the live feed, no less. Yeah. It's crazy. LA Fitness. I mean, I mean, I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna go out, be like, you know what, I'll just piss off one of the strongest people on the planet and have him rip my head off. Good way to go. I wouldn't let anybody touch that man. No fight would have taken place. Someone got Yeah. Nobody touching, <laughs> like, touching that man if I'm around. I swear to God. Just nobody nin- touching that man. Ninja shank him. Just goes against the wall. Goes I will sacrifice sleep. the body, but they ain't touching him. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, thank you guys again for having me. Uh, you know, when I came, you know, came here, it's been great. Of course, I love man, you guys. It's a pleasure. But like the energy you bring to the gym, man. You're thank cool, you. you know? I, I will come back anytime. I love it here. It's, it's been, honestly, my time here has been really nice just in general. Like, like I went to a coffee shop this morning, and like I had like three people. I was just sitting by myself, like, "Hey, can I sit here?" And they just sat down, and they just started like talking to me the whole time I was there. Yeah, and man, they would cool. leave, and then someone else would come, and then someone was like, "Hey, can I sit here?" And that was kind of cool. So it's cool to like get you know to get that experience when you, know, you yeah, come here. You're cool. People are gonna be cool. That's just amazing. And well, you, tell, us, tell us the true story. Why are you cutting our interview short? You're gonna get raw fish, huh? Uh, yeah, leave us in your raw fish. You know, right? I'm not gonna get raw fish. My family wants to go to North Shore. And they're like, do we want to go? And I was Shout like, out to the Kogu Shrimp Truck. It's the best shrimp in the That's North where we're going. Kogu Shrimp truck, truck, Spicy Shrimp. That's the one. It's not yep. Giovanni's, guys. Kogu Shrimp Truck. Yep. Let's get this right. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yep. They have to the Kogu Shrimp Truck, too. I'm going to. I'm telling you, send me all the. Next I will It's got to be the Kogu Shrimp Truck. It's, gonna, you know, it's not going to be. There's a second side. It's going to be first. Yep. You know, you pull in. It's just a little truck. But, oh, it's lit. Yo. Oh, no. <laughs> just like, give me the mic. Go, go. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no, Say no. It. All right. Kungu shrimp, tri- spicy shrimp is good. But you have to get the garlic shrimp from Giovanni. Sorry. She's a hater. Don't listen to No. A <laughs> house to find <laughs> Everybody in Kungu eats the Kungu shrimp. <laughs> uh, or just get both. That's why you got to pick sides. Why well, waste your money? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of getting one each, I get two I get spicy two shrimp plates <laughs> from the Kungu Shrimp Truck. I like you to turn into like the Hawaiian couch truck and like, two spicy shrimp trucks. Oh, all right, guys. So again, thank you, guys, too. My family wants to go to North Shore, and you know, obviously we've been here with them, so I've like, been bouncing between. Uh, no, I was, I was just playing. I was just know, saying that like, he's going to go eat some no, good-ass cool. fish. Oh, I, dude, Shout I'm... out to Kyung Seafood. <laughs> but dude, I, I, I Hawaiian's been special for Hawaii's been special for me because not only did like a like you two got my deadlift moving fast, so thank you for that. So you know, come here if yeah. you want to get your deadlift and your and your fucking squat yeah, fixed. Too. Yeah, thank you, Stacia. Um, but also like I, I hit two hundred pounds. I've been two hundred pounds. I it took me forever to get pat in like past the one eighties. And I finally was like 190, 189, 193. Nice. And my fucking day and a half here, I'm at 200 pounds. And I've been there since. <laughs> Bulk up, bro. Dude, it's all extra protein. Dude, it's gaining. Yeah, for real. Oh, man. What people don't realize is we don't really have bad spots here. If you want to stay here with a bad restaurant and bad food, our spots is all home cooking. Yeah. It's, it's fucking, all home cooking. It's like, mom. You know, when they're talking about fried foods, they're not talking about us. We, no. You know, we have some fried foods, but our food not is really? all lit. Oh, it's so good. Or like this morning. Which one? Well, it's egg, egg, yeah, meat joint is egg batter, but then, then uh, sometimes they put panko. They yeah, put panko. Like, they put panko on top of the ahi filet sometimes. Yeah, panko's not really fried. And it's not ahi tuna. That's like saying yeah, ahi, ahi. Tuna and ahi is the same thing. It's either tuna or ahi. It's the Hawaiian word or the English word. It's not ahi tuna. Stop. Stop saying that. Stacia's pet peeve. No green bubbles in your text messages. <laughs> green bubbles suck. Green bubbles suck. <laughs> oh, did you ever see that? that, that I'm sure you love your Android. Dude, but I, 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 I see this really, this really funny meme where uh, the, the meme it says, you, you get 
is slash her number. They text you. It's a green bubble. Yes. You don't take that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no we can't. No. Shout out to Apple. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to fuck with this non shit. Damn, like this fucking interview is only him dropping shout outs to everybody and comedy. <laughs> did we cover anything to do with powerlifting? Like, yeah, we did. So we co- we covered the end ranges of your spine. Looking up, we covered the gear and the technique of the difference. Uh, right, competition. Right. Right. What she has coming up next? This is just too much fun. We have WPO and uh, slingshot record breakers right after that. Oh yeah, we're going back to back. Oh shit! So we're doing nice. yeah, we're doing that on a Monday. Then we train we up in Chicago week. at um, Olin Crutes Gym, nice. who was the center for the Chicago Bears for, for 14 week. years. Who's nominated for the Hall of Fame? Shout out to Olin Crutes. I think you mean the Bears? The Bears. The Bears. The, Olin Crutes, the best center to ever play the game. Um, we're going to train with him for a week. Then we fly to California. We train with Jesse Burdick for a week. Shout out to Jesse Burdick and the Power Wad. Who else can we drop in this down? Dude, Tiny Tiff, Coach Kirian, Bolanos, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna Soul get a, Assassin. I need to get a, just a giant mall blue bubble from you. So all these people just so I can... Eddie Albasalo. All the guys out at CSA. <laughs> yeah, no, then we go out to there, train for a week, and then we do um, Slingshot, Record Breakers. Shout out to Mark Bell. Raw. Um... Ron, classic bro? We're in classic bro. We're rapping. We're going to start rapping. Oh, that's right. They're rapping at that meet. First raw meat rap was boss, and then we're going to rap at that meet because it'll be fun. And after coming out of gear, it's going to feel like a vacation. I'm just going to hit 135 for all my lips because I just got the next song. Yeah, just stage shows up. She's like, uh, you're welcome that I'm here. The record 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 you know, we just was the well, we've been the second awesome. boss. We've been there since the first one. It holds a special place in our heart. You know, we couldn't. You know, we had to do the WPO this year because we turned down some meets last year, yeah. and we it's we have to we have to do it. You know, that's where our direction was headed. But um, we couldn't not do Jesse's meet. Yeah, he's Jesse's such a sweetheart. So yeah. we just like we'll go back to back. We don't give a shit. Yeah, I really I really want to try to go to that meet. So please come. I His meet to. is awesome. It's amazing. Um, there's no participation trophies. You yeah. win something if you win. Yep. There's no medals. There's no second, no third. You yep. break a record, you win. Yep. You don't. You don't. Go you home. Yep. You gonna say something? Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I think that's that's the spot. So I mean, I want to watch. I'm gonna be looking at you guys at the WPO. I'll be rooting you on, and then Thank yeah, you. hopefully, dude, you're welcome. And then I'll. I really want to try to make it up for record records just to come and watch. Record breakers is lit. Yeah, I hear it's lit. Record breakers is lit. They always got good lifters. The judging is awesome. Everything's smooth. There's no bullshit. You know what I mean? Just straight up. Everything's treated the same. Yep. And that's the way it should be in Could the you sport. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you guys get back to doing the lifts. I'm going to go eat my body weight and fish. Huh? And I don't eat until I'm starving right now. Dude, get it. Get it. And, uh, again, thank you guys. I can't wait to come back. Can't wait to see you again. Thank Much you, love. brother. It's been a Love pleasure. It. Bye. 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 Bye, Tisha. All right, guys. And for all you fuckers, thanks for listening to the Nerds Who Live Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,